And one of the things that I that I gave you uh, in the first handout, we talked about the fact that throughout um, understanding that there are different money types, and we, I think Sister Valencia talked, when she read, she pointed out that a lot of what we're dealing with in this study is talking about the emotion behind how we handle money. Amen? Uh, a lot of times we make purchases based on emotion. Amen? So if you look at the handout, now I gave you two handouts tonight, okay? Now, here's where the word comes in. All right? So this little paper, see this little paper right here? This is valuable. This is valuable, valuable, valuable piece of paper right here, okay? Now, a lot of us know what we make, right? And not only do we know what we make, but for some reason, we won't put it on paper, all right? We think that budgeting is old-fashioned. I don't know what you think, but I'm just saying. Some people think that budgeting is old-fashioned, but first of all, the, the front of this paper uh, handout says the major components of a fi healthy financial plan, right? What does it have? A w written cash flow plan, will and estate planning, debt reduction plan, burial arrangement plan, emergency funding, retirement funding. So what we're saying in all of these categories, you have to have a plan. Amen? You see why it says action needed? What you're going to do is you're going to put, okay, so like, for, let's just say will or estate plan. All right? You're going to die. Do you have a will? All right? And if there's an action needed, you just put, okay, need to do. All right? And then I want you to put a date. I want you to say, okay, uh, I want to do, I'm going to get this done. What, when are you going to get it done? All right? Because here's the thing. A lot of times we talk about it and we never execute. Right? Why don't we ever, why don't we execute? We don't execute because we don't put ourselves under an accountability plan. All right? Uh, college funding, teach my children, life insurance, health insurance, disability insurance, auto insurance. Okay? Now, if you already have these things, that's fine. Just put completed. All right? So these are the major components to a healthy financial plan. Okay? Then flip open, open up real quick. This is what you call a quickie budget. So I want you to do this and have this ready for next week. All right? So you're just going to sit down and you're just going to do a budget. Just sit down. Listen, I know this. I know you probably say, I got it on the spreadsheet at home and all that. I, get, I, get, I got you. I know you're an accountant. I know you're a CPA and you got all that. I get it. <laughs> okay? But what I'm asking you to do is I'm asking you to put the numbers on the paper. All right? All right? So, for instance, uh, giving, saving, housing, mortgage, utilities, transportation, clothes, and then other miscellaneous things, you can put it in there, right? Self-explanatory, right? And so what this does, the quickie budget kind of gives you a forecast. A lot of us are not winning with money because we don't know where it's going. All right? So let's flip over the page now. And then I want you to look at your income sources, all right? Be it salary, Social Security, annuities, uh, whatever. whatever. Wherever your income comes from, you put it on this piece of paper, all right?
Then let's go to the back. And now these are things that you have to plan for annually. How many of you got home association fees coming up? All right. <laughs> See how you said, Lord Jesus, I'm going to show you a plan. All right, I'm going to show you what I do. And I'm going to give you a plan to, so that all these yearly things, when it comes, I'm not worried about January. Everything, all, all this happens in January. Tags. Um, what else? Um, uh, taxes on the house. Um, home association fees. Uh, notice it says replace car. Okay, that seems far-fetched for some of us. We think our car is going to run forever. Amen. But we don't have a plan to replace our car. Isn't that something? So I want you to think about something like this, right? 12 months. Let's just take $50 a month, and we're going to put it up in a, in a fund, and we're going to fund our car replacement fund, right? And then when you get closer to the time to replace it, we're going to amp up that number. So by the time you get ready to replace your car, you have enough money to go buy your cash car. It's all about strategy. All right? And so you don't have a plan. It will not work. Now, I'm going to show you today. We're going to look at the Abraham type today. We're going to look at how Abraham, what kind of person is Abraham, right? And then we're going to ask ourselves a, ask ourselves a question. Do you think, when we're done, do you think an Abraham type will have a plan? Well, you don't know what the Abraham type is yet, so we'll find out. So, watch this. Right here, if you take this seriously, and you begin to put the numbers on the paper, I don't want you to get depressed. Amen. But I want you to deal with the reality of our situation. A lot of us are struggling financially because we don't have a what? Plan. And if you, I can show you that if, if you know, here's the thing. How many know you're going to need tires for your car? Right? How, how many know you're going to need a tune-up? What about an oil change? Now, do you really believe your car is going to be good to you if you're not good to it? Right? Now, watch this. If you don't have a plan when it happens, right, and an emergency fund, right, if you don't have an emergency emergency fund, then guess what's going to happen? You're failing. You're going to fail, and you're going to fall, and you're going to you're going to you're going to become frustrated, and you're going to take money, you're going to borrow, you're going to put it on credit cards, you're going to do this, you're going to do that, and then all of a sudden you find yourself deeper and deeper into the hole. Can I tell you something about the credit card trap? Just when you think, oh, yeah, I'll have the money next month. You know, I ain't worried about it. It's coming. Something else comes up. And then that, what you were going to pay off didn't get paid off. And so, therefore, now, come on, somebody. Somebody know what I'm talking about, right? That's why some of us ain't got no more credit cards because we done messed that up so bad. We can't even, they, they're not even considering us no more, you know, because we, we messed up so much, right? And so, do you think that God wants us to live like this? Do you think God wants us to be the kind of people that don't have a plan? Come on, somebody. Huh? All right. So, look at your handout real quick. And I want, want somebody to take question number one, read it, and let's talk about it real quick. Real quick. Real quick. I'm, I'm watching my time.
What's question number one? Anybody can answer that. Anybody? Give it to me. What was your reaction to the last lesson and was it an eye opener? Huh? <laughs> Did you say dang? <laughs> okay, dang. Okay, and what? All right. All right. What were you about to say else? You about to say something else? Okay, how? Okay, anybody else? Anybody else? Was it an eye opener? All right, what was your reaction? Uh-huh. All right, it was an eye-opener to show you how much you were wasting. All right, that's good. Okay, all right. What will the future look like if you continue living the way you are now? Let's talk about it. Okay, dark. What else? Broke. Stuck. How many want to be financially free? Do you know you don't need to be a millionaire to be financially free? It's about changing your habits. Right here. If you go home and you sit down, you look yourself in the mirror, you and your spouse, and look each other in the eye and say, baby, you know what? We need to take this seriously. We need to figure out. Or if you're single, we need to figure out. I need to figure out, Lord, help me to see where you make good money, you work good jobs, you work hard. And then yet at the end of the day, we're still struggling. Come on, y'all. That, that's no way. I don't believe God wants us to live like that. Especially if we're blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Because your name is Mary, right? All right. Number three. What do you dream of accomplishing during this makeover in your life? Freedom of debt. Savings. All right. All right. Remember, we can't save. Before we set ourselves up with the emergency fund. So how many of you got the emergency fund started? Everybody? Everybody's hands should be up in the air, right? All right. How much do you have in there now? Who wants to share? What you got? How much? Praise the Lord. Give her a hand. The 198. That's 198 closer to you not being stressed out by the next. Let me talk to you out of church, though. Oh, need, a, need a loan. <laughs> Heard what you got, Heard. All right, all right, all right. Give him a hand. Give him a hand. One step closer to freedom, y'all. I want you to know that freedom is not you just getting it all. It's taking the first step. What you got, Bruce? Okay, all right, all right. Okay, what can you do? Because we don't want to stretch this out to months. What can you do to fund your emergency fund quickly? Sell stuff. Amen. You know, in the, the society we live on, live in now, you know, just make sure you're hooking them up by the police station. Don't meet, meet people all over, you know. So it's about looking around at all of the assets that you have, things that you don't use, and then creating a situation where we got to get 
that emergency fund funded by the end of November, right? We, we got to get it. We have to have it. It has to be there so that we can have a peace of mind. Amen? All right. Now, don't worry about the next one. Did you do the quickie budget and start emergency fund? We're going to talk about that next week. All right. Here's number six. What obstacles are standing in your way right now that may stop you from becoming financially free? Debt. Okay. Mindset. I like that. Mindset. All right. What else? Heart. Heart has to change. All right. All right. Name three reasons why you should save money. Being ready for the emergency. All right. For what? All right. Do you think that money gives us security? I'm saying, but it does, right? Come on, y'all. <laughs> y'all so spiritual. Listen, listen, listen. L- let me just say this. If you have money, it changes how you live. Changes your outlook on life, too. But that should not be the reason that you out, your outlook on life changes, but... It makes life a little bit easier. God has given us, you find what I'm saying, you know, resources. But the point, the point what I'm trying to say is this. And here's the question. I want you to really hone in on question seven. Right? Why do I want to save money? Let's just be real. Okay, besides the emergency, that's an emergency fund. So we don't have to worry. All right, to live comfortably? All right, what else? You can't be a blessing to somebody else. See, a lot of us don't think like that, right? We think I need to save this money for me. This is my money. I got to buy my chips. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? I got to take care of my house, right? And, and we don't think about, man, but, but see, here, here's where I'm going with that question. If you don't truly understand the reason for saving, you'll never do it. But if it's just... To make your life comfortable, it'll be forever before that happens. See, so it's about changing your heart. You see what I'm saying? And, and your motive behind it. You see what I'm saying? Here's the thing. It's something when you get paid and then you broke again. Right? It, it's, it's something that when you're just like living in the moment, right? So go to Genesis for me. Genesis chapter 18. And let's look at the Abraham type. Now, remember, we're looking at how the Abraham, how Abraham handled money, right? So Genesis chapter 18, beginning in verse 1. And let's look at it real quick. Somebody read for me. 
And somebody, we got a few Abraham types in our church. Memory. This is this is this is Abraham, right? Okay. There was something about these men that Abram recognized there's something different about them. So what did he do? He ran out to meet them. Right? Some of us be like, I don't know who that is. Go get that pistol. (laughs) You feel what I'm saying? Especially in the heat of the day, right? (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Keep going. All right, watch this now. So look at your paper now. And let's look at what the Abraham type person is. The Abraham type is all about hospitality. The Abraham type people, listen, you tell them to go make bread, they're going to go get steaks. They don't care what it costs. Come on and say amen. I got a few of you in here, right? Hospitality, man, listen. They are the most hospitable people. Abram said, I'm going to give you bread. Come on, help me give you some water and bread. But then he ran out. He went one step further. And what did he do? He got a what? He, he, got, he, went, he went and he got what? A calf. A choice calf. Amen. Some good beef. Amen. And what? And gave it to him and hurried to prepare it, right? And he took the curds of milk of the calf which he had prepared and placed it before them. And as he was standing by them under the tree as they ate, right? Now watch this. Look at your hand out. Abraham types, they use money to make other people feel special or noticed. All right? We see this in the life of Abraham more clearly when three traveling messengers came to him in Genesis 18 And he offers a little water and all this other stuff. But the point is, Abraham types use money in order to make other people feel good. I don't know how many of you feel like that. I don't know how many of you uh, will see yourself. How many Abraham types you see yourself in? All right, one, two, okay. And what I'm saying is you go all out. See, that may not be your type, all right? We're going to get to your type later, right? But watch this. Abraham types, you see, Abraham had a promise from God, right? That all nations of the earth will be blessed through him. You know the person who loves to give gifts, to host people in their homes, who love using money to make life more pleasant for others, you're probably dealing with an Abraham type. All right, now watch this. If you look at any Abraham-type banking records, you'll notice that they often spend on giving gifts and supporting causes that help other people experience love and affection. You might be an Abraham-type if, read it for me. All right. Uh huh. Last. (laughs) 
no recognition. So in other words, you're the type of person that does stuff behind the scenes. Nobody knows what you're doing, but God has blessed you with resources. And guess what you do? You go out and you spend to make other people feel good. All right? Now, not everybody got that kind of spirit. Not everybody is that kind of type. Right? And so my question, and listen, you don't have to be that type, but just that there's a good side to this. There's also a bad side to this. All right? Now, let me ask you this. What could be the problem with an Abraham type? What do you think, what do you think could, could cause a problem with an Abraham type person? Come on, say amen. Over what? Overspending? All right. You get taken advantage of? Come on and help me somebody. All right. So these are things I want you to pay attention to because we all know I've seen an Abraham type before, right? You know, you I've seen people who use their resource. They have no, listen, they're not attached to it at all. They're just like, man, listen, if I could put a smile on your face by blessing you, guess what? I'm going to use my resources to do that. Okay? Now watch this. There's what we call the shadow side. Okay? So let's look at the shadow side to the Abraham type. Each type has a shadow type, shadow side. And the shadow side for an Abraham type is what? Ah, self-sufficiency. I don't need you. No, you can't do nothing for me. You ever try to do something for an Abraham-type person, they will always reject it. You try to bring a gift to them, they're like, no, I'm good. I'm good. No, no, you keep that. No, uh-uh, uh-uh. You're just trying to return the favor. Or just trying to be kind to them because they were kind to you. But I think we can take a page from the Abraham type and learn something about money. Watch this. Abram saw these men, right? Watch this. He went all out, right? Let me ask you a question. When was the last time you went all out for somebody else? See, and this is what I'm talking about. We can grab some good but we, if you're not an Abraham type, you know, if you do it one time, you know you ain't going to do it for about another five years, right? So we ain't, got, we ain't got, but can I tell you something? It's a great feeling when you do unto others, come on somebody, or when you can be a blessing to somebody else. Amen. See, and I believe it's about God is warning us as a church, as a people to change how we interact with money. So I'm not saying that the Abraham type is bad. I'm not saying it's good. What I'm saying is we can learn something from these types and we're able then to say, you know what? You know, I'm, I'm going to do something good for somebody. I'm going to think about somebody else other than myself. Come on, help me. Watch this. Now, here's the reason why Abram treated these I remember he's entertaining God he's entertaining angels here right watch this the Lord said shall I hide from Abraham where am I at verse 9 then they said to him where is Sarah your wife and he said he said uh, and he said there in the tent 
that I will surely return to you at this time next year. And behold, Sarah, your wife, will have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent, which was what? Now, Abram and Sarah were old, advanced in age, and Sarah was past childbearing. Now, let me explain something. They had been waiting some 50 years for the promise to come to pass. 70, 80, 90, yeah. About 20 years. Watch this. Waiting for God to do something in your life can sometimes become very, very confusing. I'm trying to help somebody. You're wanting things a certain kind of way in your life, but it just seems like it's not happening. You got a strong feeling that God has said that this would happen to you. Right? You've heard me preach about it. Expect the best. The best is yet to come. You know what I mean? You've heard me say all these things, right? And so you have a sense that God is going to do something. But see, Abram's type is what catapult him into the revelation that he got. Because watch this. Because if I've been waiting so long for my breakthrough... <clears throat> and I get tired of waiting, then I'll end up having the attitude like Sarah. Sarah wasn't no Abraham type. <laughs> Sarah had a problem. You know what Sarah's problem was? Unbelief. Panic. Come on, somebody. Uh, 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 <laughs> I don't know if it's going to happen. Now, now the reason why I say that is because she was not willing to wait on the promise to happen. So, therefore, she had Abram to have sex with another woman to produce another child to imitate the promise. Can I tell you something? You can't imitate what God has promised. Whatever God promises, he'll give it to you. And you and I have to have the patience to wait. They've been waiting about 20-some years, right? Can you imagine God tell you, told you something back here when you were halfway young? And now here you are, an old woman, and you're, you're past child-rearing age. And God says, next year, this time, you'll have a child. Hold on a minute. My physicality and your conversation didn't match it. Come on, somebody. My, my biological situation is past, way past. And Abram was blowing dust by then. He was shooting powder. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. <laughs> and so, <laughs> we have, we have, Houston, we got a problem. <laughs> you follow what I'm saying? And so, watch this. And it's the same thing with our resources. It's the same thing with, our, with handling the money that God has given us. We're waiting for something to happen. But what are you doing while you're waiting? What are you doing? Are you, are you going to do the budget? Are you going to look at your spending? Are you going to say, oh, well, I, don't, I already got this down, so I'm good. 
Okay, uh, or are you the type, or are you an Abraham type, where you're going to keep spending and keep spending and keep? Let me say this: if you keep giving to God, He's going to keep giving back to you. I promise you that. But I believe oftentimes what we're not doing is we're not putting it in the right receptacle. So that's that, that's the reason why. Who you ready for this? We ain't getting no return. See, you got to put it in the right receptacle so you can get a return. But watch this. Your mindset about the promises of God has to be, it will happen in God's time. But what you and I do in the meantime, preparation for the blessing. Watch this. Watch this. Look at verse 12. This is the attitude that we have. About when things don't look like it's supposed to look. A thousand dollar emergency fund? Burial arrangements? (laughs) Man, I ain't thinking about none of that. We laugh at stuff like this. Look Look at Sarah. Sarah laughed to herself saying what? After I become an old woman, shall I have pleasure? My Lord, being old also? What Sarah did is what most people do. They put a limitation on what God can do because they have given God a human nature. Lord have mercy. But he's divine. He's unlike any God. And the Abraham types are so optimistic about the future. Watch this. That they're willing to spend whatever they have in order to make others feel good. That gives them a sense of belonging. A sense of completeness. Watch this. Watch how you spend. Watch this. Wait wait till I get into the other types. Watch this. Some of us, we get complete when we leave here from church. We go to write to Walmart and pick up one item. Just one item. Just make you feel complete because you're a spender. (laughs) You follow what I'm saying? That makes you complete. Whereas the Abraham type, it completes them when they help others. There's nothing wrong with helping people. But here's the thing. You and I have to ask ourselves a question, right? Am I helping other people while my house is falling apart? Amen. Watch this. Watch this. Each type has a shadow type, right? And the shadow type for Abraham type is what? Self-sufficiency. Watch this. You might be an Abraham type if you have difficult a difficult time Receiving generosity from others, overspending, self, what? Self-neglect. What else? Don't think about how they can. And what's the last one? It's prideful to think that nobody could do nothing for you. You can't do nothing for me. Really. 
I know someone who can turn your life upside down. I know somebody who can change your bank account in one blink of an eye. In one snap, he can change your whole narrative. Amen. And you be in the soup line. Hello, somebody. But look at all the good works I've done. Your good works. No, you were satisfying your type. See, now watch this now. The Abraham types now, they have to really check their motives. Because it's either they're feeding their type or they're genuinely helping. Lord have mercy. I just said something right there. Okay? Now watch this. Watch Sarah. Watch Sarah. And the Lord said to Abraham, why, is, why did Sarah laugh? Saying, shall I indeed bear a child when I'm so old? Can I tell you something? Don't put anything off the table when it comes down to God. I shared with this couple right here. They didn't believe me. I don't even think they believed me. I said, there's a place for you for this amount, for this dollar amount. No. Kick back, slip back, crack back, all kinds of stuff. I mean, just. You know what I want to do is I want to help us as believers to change our thinking. I believe, brothers and sisters, that we can be better people if we change this. I told them, but they kept settling for one above what I told them. If God, if you really believe that God speaks to the man of God and he says something to you, take his word to the bank, take it, take the check to the bank, just cash. Did y'all not find something for, now let me ask you this. Say it again. Not only did you get what you want, but you got it for less than what I originally told y'all. Oh, come on. Y'all should be rejoicing with y'all. We ain't got no Abraham types in here. Y'all just, y'all just mean, just no. Yeah. What is wrong with y'all? Y'all just ain't, y'all just, y'all just don't, y'all ain't happy for nobody. (laughs) You you know what I mean? And so what I'm saying, and I'm not, I'm saying, I'm using, I hope I don't mind, mind y'all, you know, because I'm going to let y'all tell y'all story, but my point is this. <laughs> my, my, my whole point is, is the fact that God, if God says something, in this climate, you may say, oh, man, Pastor, you don't know how hard it is. But my question to you would be, who's it hard for? Is it hard for you? Or is it hard for God? Last time I checked the Bible. You, you ready, for, ready for something? Ready for Revelation? Go to Matthew chapter 19 for me. I ain't playing with y'all tonight. Watch this. Go, go, go to uh, verse 16 real quick for me. See, some people think they can work for eternal life. What good thing can I do? Keep reading. And he said, why 
Watch what he says in verse 20. The young man said to him, I've been in church all my life. I've been in the church house. He said, all these things, I've kept, should I kept this? Watch this. We, we're good at, at, at being very technical when it comes down to requirements. I did, I, I done all that. Jesus, what? Watch what Jesus said. He says, I've kept, he says, what am I still lacking? I've, I've done all, I've done all this stuff, Jesus. So you're telling me I got eternal life, right? Look at the next verse. Jesus said, if you wish to complete, if you wish to be complete, go sell your possessions. See, he wasn't no Abraham type. And give to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. But when the young man heard this statement, he went away grieved for he was one who owned much property. He was good. Listen. He had been in church all his life. And he had become good at going through the routine. But he wasn't in love with God. He was keeping a whole bunch of rules. This is why I'm saying with the Abraham type, you got to make sure that you're not using your money to replace something in your life. A, a void that's really missing. Watch this. He says, but the young man heard this statement. He went away grieved because he owned much property. Verse 23, Jesus said to the disciples, truly I say to you, it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Now, that means it's impossible because when the disciples heard this, they were astonished and they said to one of them, they said, then who can be saved? Look what Jesus said in verse 26. And look at the damn Jesus said to them, with people, this is what? But what? What? What I'm saying is, and I'm going to let y'all talk about it now. We have to stop being churchy and, and start applying, start doing, start getting the principles in our lives and understand that if you, if you keep saying amen and you ain't doing that when you leave here, you're no different than this man. Because he said, I done that. I kept it. I'm still. See what I'm saying? But now you tell me to give up my possession? Hold on a minute. I know I ain't no Abraham type of shoot. I ain't giving away nothing. Hold on a minute. I know you lying. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's what's happening here. And this man was so in love with his stuff that he couldn't release it. And Jesus said, it's hard for you to get in the kingdom. But watch this. Sarah laughed at the revelation. And let me ask you something. Are you laughing because you're like, man, that ain't never going to happen to me. I, ain't ne I never thought. Listen, when I read what I read today about my life, I wrote in my journal 20 years ago, my conversion day, when I got converted, 
And I wrote in there, I said, I got $80 in my pocket. House about to foreclose on. They about to pick up my car. Lights about to get cut off. Water about to get cut off. Lord, I only got $80 in my, my, to my name. Would you help me? See, when you hit the bottom, but then when you turn it over to Jesus, and then you change the way you're dealing with the world and your money, then God will step in and turn.